Steve. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm playing with my G.I. Joes. G.I. Joes? Yeah. yeah. What are you lost in the 80s? Maybe. Welcome to the Whiskey Sippers Podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Steve. And uh, you guessed it. We're 80s bound today. Yeah, we are. Yes, we're going we are. back. <laughs> back when times were rad. Way back. Yeah. Things back were groovy. When things were not groovy. 80s weren't groovy. They were groovy. They were rad. The 80s were rad. Yeah. Yeah. It was freaking awesome. Gnarly. Gnarly. Yeah. Valley Girls. Yeah. There's so, so many things to talk about the 80s. I am so excited because I, the 80s were the best era, one of the best eras to grow up in. Compared was, to now. It was my favorite times. Oh my God. If I were to go back to one time at any age, be the 80s. Yeah, the 80s, I was 11 to 21 range. You know? I was uh, zero. <laughs> zero to nine. I was one tail swimming around to nine years old range. I mean, but it's like, it felt like even like the early 90s was like still living in the 80s. Yeah, oh, it was a continuation of the 80s. It really, the, the 80s fads and stuff. Didn't... And they're back. Yeah. I mean, look look at the jeans nowadays. Oh, Those awful high-waisted jeans. All colors. Or with the Z Cavaricis. <laughs> so many good things from the... I mean, I, all good things came from the 80s. Let's just say that. A lot of good things came from the most, 80s. Most. Yeah. Not all. Most. Most things that came from the 80s were good. Like, if I could relive it at every age, still in the 80s. If I could transport my kids back in time and just let them live a year in, in the era that I grew up in, they'd be like, I don't want to go back. I think they would appreciate it more. They would appreciate it a lot Get more. Get those damn tablets out of their yep. faces. Yeah. Go down to the creek and play. <sighs> go run in the woods. The go have fun. Ride your bike. That I used to get into. Like legitimately grew up where, you know, like it's, it seems like almost like it's a joke now. Mm-hmm. Or people is like over top, over the top. Of, they talk about like you just went off on your bike and then you came back when the streetlights came did. on. Like it literally did that. And you played football in the street. Yep. And that telephone Hockey. pole was one goal, po- goal post, and there ends on the other telephone pole is the other goal post. And if you ran into a car when you're trying to catch a ball, it was out of bounds. That's it. And and they would slow down, like when there was a car? Yeah. You, well, you were playing, the cars were coming, eh, okay, I'll run off the road, yeah. guy would go by, go back out the play. Everybody knew, kids were playing, everybody looked for them. It was great, because kids played outside in the yep. street. Now yep. they just sit inside and play on a computer. Yep. Drank off out of the hose. Oh, still do because he didn't want to go inside. So no. You just drank out of the hose. You would pull it was your delicious. Pull your bike over in someone's random driveway, turn their hose on, and drink. And yep. they knew they're like, "Oh, all right, what are you and doing?" Pool hopping. Oh, pool hopping. Remember that? Probably can't do that nowadays. No, probably get arrested. You get shot or arrested or yeah. whatever. Like people lose their minds. Like, oh, there's just a bunch of kids going for a quick dip. It was a great era, and we're going to talk about it today. Yeah, we are. And we're going to talk about some whiskey that is that was popular in that era. And, still uh, popular. Still popular. And then I have a few things I put together because I thought it'd be fun. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Just, I mean, we could we could talk for days in the 80s. Oh, I mean, we kind of like, the 80s are like part of everyday conversation, really, because there's just so much good stuff. Yeah, they are. There are a lot of things that we talk about still today that originated in the 80s and people don't know it. Yep. You know, it's it's crazy. Yeah, cocaine. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Big, big in the 80s. <laughs> hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have a drug. <laughs> and uh, so was bourbon. Yeah. Bourbon. Was it? But was it? It was getting bigger. So, as we discussed last podcast, mm-hmm. 70s tanked. 
because they bourbon was competing or whiskey in general was competing against gin and vodka. So your clear spirits and all your other drinks. They were big back then. Yeah. Gin, the vodkas and stuff. Bourbon really was not that big of a deal, was it? 80s was also a slow time for whiskey in the bourbon world. Uh, But there was a few solid staples. And kind of as we discussed last time, there was uh, like your Jack Jim, Jameson, um, brands kind of pushed their stuff to the export market, mostly Japan. Mm-hmm. Japan pretty much kept a lot of them afloat, so we can enjoy it now, which is good. Yeah, there's still it's like, like some, thank God for Japan. We owe them something. Isn't there still like some like wild turkeys that you can only find in Japan? They only export them. They don't sell them in the U.S. Yeah, like the uh, the twelve year. It's in a purple box. Uh, that's only in Japan. I know Four Roses survived because of the Japanese export. So they have a bottle. It's like a tall, skinny, like almost like a wine bottle. Not mm-hmm. typical of like their other ones. And I think that's called Four Roses Super Premium. It just sounds like a Japanese name, like Super Premium. <laughs> Actually, Super Premium. Yeah. <laughs> Four Roses Super Premium uh, Whiskey. <laughs> You didn't get whiskey super premium from the four. But you gotta get. But you gotta get it for the kids. Ah, super premium! <laughs> like they're always yelling stuff. So, yeah, yeah all like emojis like... and stuff coming out. <laughs> Bright, like little kittens. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, super premium. Yeah, right. Yeah, because the, the the Japanese females are always happy no matter what. They all sound the same, whatever age they are. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Except in porn. Yeah. Not very happy. <laughs> so uh, what else what other brands yeah that was uh blanton's blanton's yeah that was that's still huge in uh japan they can get a lot more stuff that we can't get so here. we need like, to make a trip to japan then yeah sure i mean it's just the other side of the world not that far have you ever uh, been playing out in the backyard as a kid like digging a hole or doing something stupid mm-hmm. and your mom yells out the door like, hey, what do you di- what do you dig into Japan yeah. or China? Were you digging a hole to China? Yeah, mm, no. <laughs> it was like you know, you're like seven inches down. <laughs> a long ways to go. Like, God, I didn't know China was so close. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Like, hey, I don't know if that's a rock or not, but I'm I don't know. I'm taking a chance. <laughs> someone's skull. Maybe I'll just stop digging. <laughs> Did you ever just randomly dig in your backyard or in the woods or something, expecting to find treasure as a kid? Absolutely, because that was like a thing when I all like we're did. looking for like Indian burial grounds and all kids did treasure chests. Like we just really thought we were going to find something. I f- I found uh, uh, I found an Indian uh, like mortar and pestle. Oh wow! And I remember it it was like looked like a big teardrop with a but like a nub on it. And I remember bringing it to the museum. We had a museum really? where I grew up. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't just like make it up. Like, oh, it's Indian. It's no, an Indian I found it, we found it in the garden. We were digging the plant, whatever. And I was like, this is weird looking and brought it. And she's like, yeah, that's a Mohawk Indian mortar and pestle. They ground corn and maize with it. And oh, stuff that's like cool. That. So I was like, cool. I found an Indian artifact. So what'd you do with it? I donated it to the museum. Oh, and they had it all. Yeah. <laughs> Take this. I'm going to throw it away anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's trash. <laughs> I can't hit anybody with it. What am I going to do? <laughs> I mean, so, you could. I, yeah, I guess you could. <laughs> I mean, probably get away with it in the yeah. 80s. I, in the 80s, you would have, because yeah. nobody would be videotaping. Well, serves you right. There are no street cameras. There's none of that crap. No, no. You could, like, you know, like give someone a beat down on the street corner, as long as no one was looking out their window. Nobody would know. Nobody would know. Yeah. And that person would go home. What happened? Nothing. That was yeah. it. Yeah, you learned your lesson. I got what's coming to Don't me. Don't lose the fight. Don't. 
You're going to be stupid. You better be tough. Yep. So uh, what do you have for whiskey today? What are you bringing us? I have a Barton's 1792. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Small batch. Small batch? Okay. Cool. That's uh, Is that a Sazerac brand? Owned I by don't... Sazerac, yes. Okay. They own everything. What? Can we just like say what they don't own? It would be like a longer list than what they me. do own? They don't own me. Yeah, sort of do. Looking what? at your shelf. All right, maybe they kind of... <laughs> Maybe they that have a whole shelf All right. is Sazerac. How about this? Like literally, this whole shelf is Sazerac. So they have a controlling interest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which would mean they'd own me. All right, whatever. They own me. Okay. They own me. So 1792 Distillery. So Barton. Do they have, like, they had different names too. It seems like they have, like, an identif- identity crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think I read some more as it was, like, Ridgewood Reserve, 1792 Ridgewood. Well, Barton's Distillery. Why don't they just call it Barton's? Also, well, it is. It's Barton's 1792. That's actually what it's called. Oh, okay. Um, and Barton's <laughs> Distillery also has a very old Barton, which was another oh. uh, uh, line that they did, which I think is delicious. This one doesn't it doesn't say Barton's anywhere on it. No. So they changed it again on you. Well, it, well, it's just 1792. I've always known it as Barton's 1792. Literally nothing on there. Really? Hmm. Doesn't say Barton's once, not even in a description. You kidding me? They killed him off, Mister Barton. Sorry, it was a good run. It's gone. Really? Yeah, I just. Put I would something think up it there. would say Barton's Distillery. They're in Bardstown, Kentucky. I know that. Yeah, it says in finally, um, seventeen ninety two small batch is what it's called. Well, maybe they have changed their branding. But yeah. I've always known it as Barton 1792. Yeah, that's what I'm reading. They uh, they changed it several times. It was oh, okay. Okay. 1792 Ridgewood Reserve, Ridgewood Ridgemont Reserve, 1792, or Barton 1792. Now 1792 Small Batch. Hmm. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Well. So what is this? Uh, what's this uh, age and proof on here? Well. Looks like uh, there's no age statement on this. There is not. So they, they also removed that in 2013? 93.7 proof. Okay. Uh, it's a crafted high rye bourbon recipe, so it's a little spicier. Okay. Um, and it's been said as far as the tasting notes that uh, it's a... it's a Delicious. It's a big weighty rye. It's smooth. They had a... What's what? What did you say? A weighty rye. Like, what is that? Uh, that's that's how it's been touted as a weight, like weight, like how much do you weigh? A weighty rye. Um, I don't know. I that don't sounds know very like yeah. Irish to me. So, oh, it's a weighty rye. <laughs> that's more time. <laughs> Remember, I don't. Irish do that. people don't Remember, do a hand thing. Yeah, when well, I, they all. I go. We've talked oh, about this before. <laughs> Everything's oh, it's, it's a very weighty rye. <laughs> See, way off. It's a very weighty rye. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, my Russian accent's not going to be any no, better. No, no, it's going to be the same. Hey, what's the matter for you? <laughs> I don't know how to do any of that. School, say, Baba the Boopy. I said in a, in a, uh, a group of 30 bourbons, um, by the nose alone, this one stands out because it has such a high rye content oh, for, okay. for a bourbon, which means you'll like it. Yeah. Um, but they say the rise, there's different rise because it's it's a blend of different barrels, from what I understand. Yeah. So you'll get different rise in the same, and they say they complement each other, and that's one of the things that makes us stand out from other bourbons. Huh. So we should uh, we should try it. It think? smells delicious. Should we on the nose? What are you thinking? What are you getting? I got a lot of. Uh, oh yeah. 
Yeah, that rye spice. Some yeah. ethanol. A little ethanol. It's only 93 proof, so it's not too bad. It smells like it's hotter than that. Yeah. It smells like it's going to be complex yeah. when you taste it. Like, there's going to be a lot going on. There's going to be a lot of fire is what I'm yeah. smelling. Like, it's going to be strong. I don't know if it's going to be, though. Vanilla. Yeah, a lot, oh, of, yeah. a lot of ethanol on there. Hard vanilla on the front front end. Oh, very hard vanilla. Hard vanilla. As opposed to soft vanilla. Maybe we should put some vanilla ice in there. <laughs> that was bad. So let's give it a shot. I shall cling to that. I shall too. Ooh. Steve's going in. He's going in. Hmm. Doesn't look like it's too hot. It's definitely hot on that first sip. Fire and ice right there. Hot going in, smooths out. Oh, it's a lot of subtle things going on here. Yeah. Getting that rice spice, very sweet, like a sweet hard vanilla, as you would say. Rye. Uh, yeah. Vanilla and caramel. Yeah. All together, yeah. like balanced. Yeah. Balanced very nicely. I like the caramel. I don't know where we came up with caramel, but it's going to be caramel forever. You came up with caramel. I do like it. This is a nice, like, sipping with a cigar bourbon. I would say it, it, it just as I smelled it, it drinks hotter than what it is. Mm -hmm. I think this would cut nicely with a little drop of water, maybe. Drop water, small ice cube. Yeah. Or, but definitely, or leaving uh, it open to air for a bit. Def yeah. A little bit of evaporation. You might bring the proofing down to like the 80s. Definitely uh, a, an interesting balance of that spice yeah. and the smoothness. Hmm. Such a bad term, smooth. Yeah, right. Sweetness. Sweetness, I should say. Not yeah. smoothness. Because the spice and the, and the sweetness kind of go hand in hand. But I think they balance each other very, very nicely. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I like it. Oh, and then... Uh, the finish, I'm getting like heavy caramel, like almost like those uh, chewy, Car chewy caramel candies, caramel candies. with like the vanilla things and like fantastic. the cow tails. I get in cow tails. I love those things. I, I could destroy a box. I right lost now. so many fillings eating those, but so I don't eat them anymore. I mean, is it worth it? Uh, I, it's not, I mean, they're not as bad as like the sugar daddies or sugar babies. Oh yeah, those the, things were uh, torture. Or the remember the bit of honeys. I used to love bit of honey bars. Can they like reinvent those so they're just easier to chew? Still same flavor? <laughs> they could. You know what I did with the bit of honeys? You know how they came in like little squares you'd break off? Those are delicious. I would put one on my mouth, chew a little bit, put it in my lip, and I'd pretend I was like chewing tobacco like the cowboys. I'd be mm. like mm -hmm. spitting it all over the place. <laughs> what about the uh, the Big Chew bubble gum? See, the Big Chew bubble gum lost its flavor really in, quick. In eight seconds? I would do Tootsie Rolls. And wad them up in my lip, and it looked like I had, like I was like, you know, yeah. <laughs> just walking around <laughs> spitting it everywhere. Yep. <laughs> I haven't had a Tootsie Roll good. in a while. Oh, Tootsie Rolls. I could, yeah, I could go for Tootsie Rolls. I love Tootsie Rolls. 80s candy right there. We just named a bunch. Tootsie Rolls, Twizzlers, Mike and Ice. Yeah, I mean, you know, Milk I have, Duds. I have a thing of Twizzlers in my truck. Snow Caps. Well, that's trash. What are you, like 70? Snow Caps? You can. It's you a can. freaking. Piece can, of chocolate with sprinkles on it. You can eat a dish. It's trash. Steve. They're There's delicious. No delicious. Yeah. Trash chocolate. Delicious. 
trash chocolate. So I was don't with knock a, it. Don't I was, judge me. Many years ago, I was with an older buddy. We went to the movies. Catch like a. Did he get snow caps? Yeah, he, he got busted snow his balls uh, the whole movie. Relentless. Did you? Yeah, what? we saw uh, three hundred. Eating snow caps. And he was. He got snow. I had a few. You got to eat like a raw. Steak I was like, you want to go get a. a uh, like that. <laughs> what? Yeah, he got <laughs> snow caps. I was like, oh, you want to get some? What are those mint ones? Do you want to get a mimosa while you're out there? No, the the mint <laughs> chocolate ones. The oh, Andy's candies. No, no, no. They're in the white box. Oh yeah, junior mints. Junior mints. Dude, I was those like, you were awesome. Yeah, it was like snow caps and junior mints. They like, were like little mini. Uh, they were like little mini uh, York peppermint patties. That's why I love junior mints. I was like, I you want to get some of those like wafers, those little sugar wafers? You want to get those and polish them off? Those were awesome too. <laughs> those were good. Necco wafers. <laughs> the Necco, yes. Yeah, those see? were good. Oh yeah, see? But those you were just, like Smarties. You lumped them into your ball busting thing and now you like them too. <laughs> You're just as gay as me. <laughs> oh. All right. Let's lock those. Yes, yeah, so I, uh, <laughs> let's, I mean, why not? I uh, add a little splash to that and it's definitely, uh, I mean, not saying it wasn't smooth, but it, it it balances it a little bit more. Just a splash. Really? See, I'm just letting it sit out a little bit. It's a little it's a little more calmed down. Co- cowtails all day. Yeah. The like caramel little, is very like strong. Like the Cajun cowtails. A little spice. Yeah. Yeah. Like like the, the you get the spicy chocolate, like the what is it? The, oh, the Mexican chocolate. The Ghirardelli where you have the, the like red pepper flake in it. Yeah. I love that stuff. Oh. That and the dark chocolate with sea salt. Oh. Sweet and savory. A little, little caramel in the middle. A little caramel. You, you did the diddle finger. Yeah. Say, a little caramel in the middle. I don't know. Who's caramel? <laughs> Is that that guy in the show with the TV show? Yeah. Yeah, with the thing. Oh, that's caramel. Caramel. Who's that? Caramel. Some moron is on TV. Oh, fixes, sure. every, fixes everybody's life, I guess. Sure. Okay. What, whatever, man. It's like Dr. Phil and caramel. Dr. Phil. Yeah. <laughs> and mom... <laughs> And then my you have that ex- girl is uh even though I hold no certification in my expert opinion, you my friend are a moron. What was that girl that uh the catch me outside girl? Oh her She's like a millionaire. She made an empire out of that. Yeah. Yep. And she knew it. That's why she yeah, did trash. that shit. I'm sure Good Dr. Phil got a got a piece of it. Oh yeah. He does all right. He's like, I'll 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 help brand you and uh you know we'll make Oh it he happen. branded her. <laughs> he branded her. <laughs> mushroom, a, mushroom, different print, story. Yeah. mushroom print on her butt cheek. <laughs> All right, 80s. What else we got? Well, a whole bunch of, of stuff. What kind of stuff 80s. we got going on here? I have something for you. Okay. Um, what do we have in the 80s? We had uh, celebrities, movies, uh, 80s comics, music, all kinds of different I stuff. I mean, everything in the 80s was better. Last podcast, I think I made the statement saying. <laughs> And then what did you say after that? I didn't that? say that. I said <laughs> the 80s was like the golden era. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that came out twice. I mean, they uh, frozen TV dinners were invented them. Frozen pizzas came out in the 80s. TV dinners in the, in the aluminum foil trays, yeah. and you put them in the Trash. oven. You had to bake them in the oven. Yep. But remember the one you had to like poke, you would get the kids one, you have to like poke the little holes in them? Yeah. You that, put. You put those in the well, the microwavable ones. They put the other ones that I used yeah. to have. The TV dinners were in a, fo- a aluminum foil tray. It was like partitioned out, like like yeah. a prison tray, and you'd put it that in. That was probably the seventies. And you had like cube steak, gravy, mashed potatoes, yes. peas. Yeah, those were the freaking best because when you made TV dinners, you got to watch you got to watch a movie or something or something on yeah. television. Everywhere. Remember Elio's pizza, Elio's like the pizza. original frozen pizza. Mm-hmm. I gotta get some of those because those were. I remember them being so good. 
those pizzas. What like were the, the other little... pizzas? Oh, really? Stouffer's French bread oh, pizzas. Oh, French bread. They had the Red Baron ones now. They're great. Those were the best because they Fantastic. were just, oh, I used to love those things. And they just burn their crap out of the roof of I your mouth. I eat like four of them at a sitting. It just destroys your mouth. Because <laughs> you put it in the oven. And, and it's it... like shards of like <laughs> bread just cutting you up and then the liquid hot magma just sealed to the top of your soft palate. The chopped up sausage was like little balls of like, oh, like fire hot glass. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh God. <laughs> you couldn't stop because you couldn't wait. Yeah, Stalactites of tissue hanging out of your mouth. <laughs> You're like, what is that? It's my so gums, good. my gums. Yep. I can't sit. Um, little Sunny D to wash it down. The music in the 80s. A lot of the music in the 80s I think is tied to a lot of the iconic movies. Yeah. And you know, like you hear a song, like me, a lot of songs I hear, I think of the movie that song yeah. was in. I don't just think of the song. Top Gun. Top Gun, Pretty in Pink, 16 Candles, yep. The Breakfast Club, oh, Singles. So yep. Uh, um, just all when Harry met Sally, um, Moonstruck, all these different movies. And so you hear many me, good movies. You know what the top five songs in the whole decade were per Billboard magazine? Oh, well, it's here. I know what they are. What's up? Would you like to know what they yeah, are? Yeah, tell me. Hmm? I want to know. Right, you know, I, I have them. I'd like to buy a, a vowel, please. We're gonna have a fun little thing here. Oh boy, we are going. I'm going. You know, stop. I'm gonna tell you the top five songs from the '80s. Okay, per Billboard, and I'm gonna give you a little blurb about each one. Okay, are you excited about that? I'm very excited. Okay, I do you want to try the second, on the edge of my seat? Do you want to try the second bourbon first, or do you want to do that first? Let's do the top songs of the '80s first. Okay, all right. I need you to be in the present. I'm right here. He's on his he's on his laptop, which means he's he's doing something. I was thinking I thought of something. So just just hit me with it. Okay. Number five. What do you think number five most popular song of the eighties was? This is per Billboard magazines like panel of experts. It's not my opinion, it's per Billboard magazines. Panel of experts, supposedly. I mean I mean that's just like there's a lot of names going. I mean, that's kind of yeah. Can, you, can I get a hint? Hmm? Like a genre or eighties? <laughs> <laughs> you knew that was coming, didn't you? <laughs> really? That's yeah. that's all I got. Yeah. Uh, Eye of the Tiger. No. Well, it's playing right now. That's just I, I mean, that's playing in the background. All right, you ready? So it's not Eye of the Tiger. Here's here's here's. Uh. Uh, Billboard's number f the number five most popular song of is the it a Queen song of the entire decade. Okay, ready? are you ready? Yeah, I, I guess I'm ready. At number five, I know the song. Of course you do. But to like say it, I don't think I could do it. Hold on, what we? Why is it like blank? No idea. It's just blank. I don't know. Oh my god, he knows that he can't fit. Here it comes. Yeah! Is this Bon Jovi? Yeah. Yeah. Living on a prayer. Living on a prayer. It I had to like clear my my dock. Well, this song. I like delete the files and then like let it reload. This song followed up. You give love a bad name. Off yeah. of there, I think off the album New Jersey. It's about Tommy and Gina, right? New Jersey. Two, that was the album, New Jersey, I think. <laughs> Let's go New Jersey. Tommy and Gina, two kids, were they were working and making it on their own despite their hardships and whatever. Um, and back in the 80s, a lot of America's youth, especially from New Jersey, um, they related to it. Working class, you know, um, 
you know, maybe single parent homes. Tommy works on the docks. Yep. Gina works in a diner, and she there's did. a lot of diners in Jersey. Yep. Now, John Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora wrote this with a guy named Desmond Child. He was a songwriter who had written a lot of other stuff. Um, and he wrote this song. He also helped Kiss write I Was Made for Loving You. Um, but uh, Desmond Child based the lyrics to the song on his situation when he was younger. It was, a li- it was a little bit different. Um, it was about a real-life situation him and his girlfriend, Maria Vidal, uh, encountered in the late 70s. Uh, he was living with her, and according to the notes um, in a, a thing that he wrote, he was a New York cab driver. She was a singing waitress in a diner. And uh, she was nicknamed Gina by her fellow employees because she had a resemblance to the Italian actress uh, Gina, Gina Lollabrigida. Sure. <clears throat> so that's kind of where it came from. Name, I have no clue. And get Say this: a lot of things this I is don't very know. interesting. Richie Sambora, uh, the last time the talk box, which is what he uses in the song, that in the beginning, oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, was that what it's called? It's called talk box. Oh, yeah, real technical with that one. Right. Well, who who was the last one to use that and make it popular? Peter Frampton. Frampton comes alive. I was going to say Tupac. No, Peter Frampton. You know, Peter Frampton had the tube in his mouth, and yeah. he was playing. Well, that was the talk box. The and, Tupac um, radio. Richie that. Sambora it was after that, so he was the last one. So there was probably someone else after that. So probably I, someone that did it yesterday. Can I finish? So Richie sure. Sambora used the talk box in this song, and he made it popular again. And all of the talk boxes Richie Sambora uses to play are made by Peter Frampton. He makes them all for him. Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? So, that was number five. Oh, hey, I thought it was interesting. You want to know what number I'm, uh, four is? I'm nervous. No, what I am is I'm nervous. Guess what number? I four feel like would I'm be. on the spot. We're on the spot. I mean, there's a thousand songs to choose from, but yeah, what do you think would be around the number four? And giving that being number five. And this is per Billboard experts, supposedly, not per me. Van Halen. That would be a good choice. Yeah, but it's not. Waiting there for you. Toto. Yep. Way from you. And that's that hard. So anyway, what's the song about? It's about a man about who comes Africa. to Africa and he yep. has to make a decision about a girl who comes to see him. He's enamored with the continent. But he has to leave if he's going to be with her. Oh, so he's trying to decide between choices. the two. Um, he's enamored. The keyboard player in total, David David Page. He, oh, oh, hello. He wrote the song. Uh, um, this is a solo flute. Yes, this was probably screw up by me. Um, but he was watching a late night documentary about all the death and suffering in Africa. And it moved him. He said it, and it appalled him at the same time. And the pictures he saw would leave his mind. So he tried to imagine how he'd feel about it. If he was there, what he would do. And he's never been to Africa before. So it was like the AIDS pandemic in kind, Africa? Kind of like he was 80s. like, you know, yeah, he was like, I just, like, there's a lyric in there that says, uh, I seek to cure what's deep inside, frightening the thing I've become. And he says it has to do with his own personal life, how hard he was working, never saw his family, wasn't able to do a lot of the things other kids his age were able to do because he was always working so hard. So it's kind of a... Oh, it's like, was he in a wheelchair or something? No, he just like didn't... He didn't get married when he was younger like all of his friends did. He didn't you know, he didn't have kids. A lot of the things his friends were enjoying, he couldn't because of his career. Hmm. So and the song had to do about that too, like an inner, inner whatever. So insightful. Yeah, very entertaining. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. 
Moving on to number three. No, I actually enjoyed that. I'm just gonna, I got to give you a hard time. It's my job. Okay, I know. They pay me <laughs> no money to do that. <laughs> they give me <laughs> nothing. <laughs> so, number three. Number three. Take a wild guess what you think number three would be. <sighs> Whitney Houston. That's a really good guess. Wrong Paul ag- Abdul. Wrong again. <laughs> Journey. No. The Cure. Uh-uh. Sticks. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> still, still going. I'll say John Mellencamp. Shut Don't up. Say it. No, not gonna say. Oh, it. Michael Jackson. Uh-uh. <laughs> Tina Turner. Uh-uh. <laughs> One more try. <laughs> Here he goes. Here it goes. <laughs> Here we go, folks. <laughs> oh, we'll be back. What about Prince? Nope. Queen. Nuh uh. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say journey? Try again. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I think you're out. <laughs> the police? Nuh uh. <laughs> Paul McCartney? Is there the Beatles still around? <laughs> Kenny Rogers. <laughs> I'm running out of stuff. Stevie You're, Wonder. No. <laughs> I don't know. Steve he just doesn't know. <sighs> Hit me with it. What, what number are we at? Three? Three. Three. Go ahead. Guns N' Roses. Yeah. It's the only one I didn't say. It's the only one you didn't say. <laughs> oh. uh, you, know this, you know where the lyrics of the song came from? A poem that Axl Rose wrote. I'm going to dance while we do this. Okay. Dude, you, I just that dance. Dude, you, you, you look like you look like you're, you're like you're like in an ARC home. <laughs> so, That's what he does. He does the does the dance. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So All right. anyway, the lyrics back to the program. Yeah, the lyrics to the song came from a poem that he wrote. A poem. A poem. He was a poet. Mm-hmm. He was working on a poem for his girlfriend Erin Everly, of the Everly Brothers. She was Don Everly's uh, daughter. Everly okay. Brothers being a popular fist. So she band. wasn't in the band. No. And they dated for like four years, got married in Vegas. Nine months later, <laughs> annulled their so marriage. So that was the November range, right? <laughs> Probably. No, November range. They were married very little, and, she, and Everly said that he abused her. So, um, but that, that checks out. Slash actually came up with a riff to the song. He was just playing around his guitar, and Axl Rose, uh, he thought it was silly. He said, like, yeah, whatever. And Axl Rose was like, no, keep really? going keep going so we kept playing the other guy added chords the drummer started playing they came up with the song is that amazing how they do that the last two songs off the same album were flops this is the one that put him to number one and axel rose or uh slash still says it's the the worst song he's like he can't stand it it's the worst song song? guns and roses ever wrote really yeah he said he thinks it's the worst guns and roses song (laughs) what an idiot it's funny right you know you're like like, i was just screwing around you're like this this is gonna this is the one song i actually didn't try and it's like our best hit. So yeah. that's gotta that's gotta kinda hurt, like as like a musician. Yeah. Dude, like I tried so hard with all the other songs. I put like my heart and soul into it, spent thousands of hours and like perfecting it. It's like, yeah, it's crap. Yeah, this one was this a, one. And this one was a joke. And it's number one on on the chart. It's now. like Hansen's Mbop. You gotta admit, that's a catchy song. Oh my god. Did you hear they redid it? I know they did it live when they were older, 
and they sound fantastic. They redid it, so Don't. they re-recorded it. Did they? Yeah, it's, I, it, it, just as you said, it's fantastic. I remember watching them, the three of them, acapella, not acapella, but just acoustic, singing that song at like a, a like a MTV Music Award show, whatever. Yeah, all of them like in their forties. Yeah, they released it again. Sounded fantastic. It's really good. I'm like, wow, man, these guys. Are, I would listen to that we'll now. Have to, we'll have to visit that sometime. We're, we're gonna have to visit that, yeah. Yeah. So, but we're now gonna visit number two, <sighs> and I could see this being the number two song of the decade because there's a lot of uh, history behind it, which are pretty cool. Uh, I feel like I've already said it. No, you didn't. So it's the only two songs I haven't said yet. Mm-hmm. Or probably a few more than that. What would you think? Oh boy, Steve's like, I don't know, I don't know. Okay, you know what? Don't worry about it. I mean, I said Michael Jackson. It's not Lionel Michael. Richie. No. <laughs> Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm such a failure. Number two. Are you ready? Yeah. Here it comes. Ah. Take on me. Yes. Aha. Yeah. Not just aha, but aha. 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 Right? Take on Wrote the song and recorded Steve. it. Steve, take on Steve. Steve, Steve home. <laughs> take, take Steve, Steve home. home. <laughs> Rob is born. <laughs> Till he screams. Okay. <laughs> Oh. What a great song! That's it's one of my favorite, especially the way we did it. <laughs> one of my favorite songs of all time, honestly. Uh-huh. Um, they actually the first version of the song was in 1982, and it was titled "Lesson One." At different lyrics oh, they and everything, that one up. different lyrics and everything, and then they got together with Tony Mansfield, who was a producer, and he changed the name to "Take on Me" in 1984, and uh, they released it as a single just in Europe. It went to number three in Norway, which is their native country. Um, oh. Didn't chart anywhere else. Flopped particularly hard in the UK. They made a video. Um, in the US, it became a hit because of the video that they made with car- the cartoon figure, you know, beckons the girl to come into the magazine. She's okay, yeah, yeah. The thing. And oh, that was used, a good video. Well, it won like uh, newest animation, whatever, because oh, yeah. they used technique, right? Yep. So Michael Patterson is who created the video, him and his wife. And here's what's funny. Um, Wasn't it one of the first? Yeah, it was one of the first music. Like it started MTV. No, no, MTV was the Buggles' first video on MTV. But aha! Uh-huh, but they, that was the one that like made well, it big, right? Well, with the, no? with the animation and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Because what they did was this Michael Patterson and his wife. They made the video. Um, it was inspired by the transformation. Have you ever seen Altered States? It was a nineteen eighty sci fi film. Mm. There's a transformation of a, a guy. Uh, some sort of transformative scene. It was a sci-fi movie. Yeah. Well, they used the inspiration from that scene and they shot every scene live in that video. Everything you see in the video take on me is a shot live. Yeah. Then they projected it on paper and traced it. Oh, that's And that's cool. how they got the stop animation. All right. So all the animation was actually live video shot that they traced over frame by frame by frame. So that video took forever to make. Oh, I imagine. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's good that they spent their time. And I just get to watch it for three minutes. <laughs> three minutes. I spent three years doing this. <laughs> I watched it for three minutes. The song and... sucked the time they released it. <laughs> now I'm bored. <laughs> so that brings us to number one. Number one of the 80s. 
Not the song I thought it would be. I've said Michael Jackson. And you were wrong. Is it, it, other than the 80s, is it like what genre? Is it like rock? Is it pop? More popish, not electronic, but more of a pop type of uh, kind of a. Is it Madonna? No, it's not. Blondie? Not that kind of pop. More of a. Along the uh, Thompson Twins, not Tom, not even Thompson Twins. Along the, uh, you know, it's unique. It's really hard to, yeah. uh, but it's not uh, rock and roll. I mean, you'll know what it is when you hear it's it. Like but Elton John? Not Elton John. No, I was I was surprised that it was the number one. But I could I could see I could see why. On what list? The uh, the Billboard top board of experts or whatever rated these five songs the top most popular songs listened to songs of the 80s how do you get on one of those boards i don't know you gotta wouldn't that be cool to be like you know one of the people yeah i get to decide on that you gotta make stupid you gotta make music with someone important oh so it's like that and i don't mean make music i mean make music together oh yeah Somebody order a pizza. <laughs> Johnny Sins. <laughs> so, someone call for a doctor. <laughs> so, number one. Number one. Hit me. You, you ready for this? It. Yeah, send it. Sweet dreams are made of these. The Eurythmics. Yes. No, this was considered the number one most popular wow. song. Okay. It doesn't mean they said it was, I was the best. You know what? I was getting there. I think if I kept talking, I probably would have gotten there. Yeah. yeah. Annie Lennox. No, any- uh, Marilyn Manson first wrote this in 1981, uh, re-performed by the Rhythmics in 1986, 1987. No, no. <laughs> Marilyn Manson remade this. No. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Marilyn Manson remade this song. He did not write this he song. He wrote this song. He did not write he this He wrote song. it. He gave it to them. Oh, they is, recorded is it first. He, is that what he did? Okay. And then he okay. did it when he was old enough. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. As a child, he wrote this. Okay. Sweet dreams made of these. Oh, did he? Yeah. Really? This is what the internet just told did me. Did you take your air up today? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so anyway, Annie Lennox had a book. It was called Annie Lennox, The Biography. That's a good name for it. She explained the song. It's about the search for fulfillment <coughs> and the sweet dreams or the desires that motivate people. Wow. Now, the it's Eurythmics deep. are British, her husband, but Annie Lennox hails from Aberdeen, Scotland. It, it makes sense, a short red hair. Oh, okay. You know? Both really bad teeth. <clears throat> Both. <laughs> and Dave Stewart was her husband from Northern England. Um, they were a couple for like three years, and they used to have a band called The Tourists. Mm-hmm. And they only wrote one song together. It was an instrumental. But when The Tourists broke up, they formed the Eurythmics as a duo, and they were still married. Um, and they began writing together. And a short time afterwards, uh, they broke up. And they had a New York Times article in 2007, and Annie Lennox said that the song was written by the duo just after they had a huge fight. And they quoted her saying, I thought it was the end of the road, and that was that. She said, we were trying to write, and I was miserable. And he just went, well, I'll do this anyway. And he did the uh, you know electronic part. She did the singing, saying the lyrics, and it ended up being hugely popular. Wow. So this was number one. Number one most popular song. Most of popular, the 80s. so not like the <clears throat> highest grossing song nope. or whatever. They said number one most popular, probably on the charts for the longest period okay. of time. All right, that makes sense. I'm assuming that's where they got that from. But, cool. Yeah, I thought yeah, that was I like pretty it. neat. I liked all of them. Those were yeah. all 
Amazing. I love the 80s. They were good tunes. I love the 80s. I love the 80s. Remember that show? Or like uh, the the movies or songs that made us or the toys that made us. It's a good Netflix shows. Oh, yeah. The to- yeah. Talk about the G.I. Joes and Transformers and... I love those shows like the 90s, the 80s, where they just go through everything from the era. Ghostbusters. That's a really good... Uh, like how that was made. I love the Ghostbusters. It took them a while to get that. I love the Ghostbuster. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, Ghostbuster is nice. The Ghostbuster is very nice. <laughs> very nice. I like big white kind of like ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> the Slimer man. He's very good. <laughs> I like this Edelmeyer. What is his name? <laughs> <laughs> so... Talking about that, you have a story. I do. I do. What's my story? G.I. Joe's. The G.I. Joe story you were telling me before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because you're doing the Russian accent. So I was (laughs) telling Dave before we started, I said, remember when you were a kid and you would, like, you know, do self-play or you would actually, like, have friends over and stuff Mm -hmm. and playing G.I. Joe's or Legos or Ninja Turtles, Transformers, whatever it may be, He-Man. Yeah. I had Rambo guys. Um my bad guys, the Cobra, or like the Rambo bad guys, always had Russian accents. Is that weird? Like, am I only like? Did other kids do that? Because it was the Cold War, Duh. and that's just what we were taught: is to hate the Russians, and they were the like naturally I the bad the guys. I like, hate the Russian. The Russian do nothing. For I you. mean, that's not just what I was taught. So you're taught by imperialist American peak. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you're bad guys. You're taught you by walls. sheepish, no spine, no Communism. spine American imperialist. <laughs> I just want to do like a Borat. Why make There's Russian a- Cobra talk like Russian? You know why? Because Cobra, but Cobra kick ass. Cobra kill GI Joe. GI <laughs> Joe pretend to live, but you, no, GI Joe dead. Did you notice every time? The Cobra tank got shot by one of the lasers, like the blue laser would shoot it. They would all jump out right before it exploded. Exactly. Every time. <laughs> because Russian is very resilient. G.I. <laughs> Joe, it killed. Russian killed. Cobra killed G.I. Joe every time. G.I. Joe, after pretend no Cobra no kill, is G.I. Joe in heaven. They take film in heaven. They not shot Jesus in film. They shot G.I. Joe. All right. That's why G.I. Joe so clean. Smurfs. Yes, Smurf. The, the bad guy. Yes. Cobra. Gar- Gar- Cobra takes Smurf hostage. Gargamel? Gargamel. Did he yeah. have a Russian accent too? No, Gargamel was like, ah, Gargamel. Uh, uh, all of a sudden in my head, as you're doing this Gargamel's Russian, accent, Russian. I just thought he was Russian for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the girl Smurf? Like sassy Smurf? Smurfette. <laughs> Smurfette. And if you go to Germany, mm-hmm. uh, you go in a grocery store or department store, there's a whole aisle or multiple aisles dedicated to candy. Like, we get, like, one candy aisle. And you think Americans are bad? Yeah. They got, like, nine candy aisles. Really? And there's, like, a whole... Some places, there's a whole aisle. It's just gummies. So, it's, like, Haribo aisle. Haribos. Haribos. Haribo. Watch out. Her- he, he bite. Like, huh? the gummy bears? Yeah. What? And there'd Her- be a whole aisle. Haribos. Hairball. Whole aisle of Haribos. Haribos. Yep. But they have <laughs> Smurf ones. Smurf ones. So you can get a bag of Smurfs. And do they have, do they have Russian Gargamel on there? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. But there's always like one. Is there always like one Smurfette in there? La, 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 Stuck la, to la, all la. the other Smurfette. Come to my house. Come to my mushroom. I have a thing to show you. <laughs> all right. What other great uh, '80s cartoons did you like? Oh, '80s cartoons. GI Joe was good. He Man, Masters of the Universe, Scooby Doo was one of my favorites. Yep. I used to love watching it. That's another one. Like, 
Where are you? We got a case to solve now, or whatever they said. But it's just like things were so much more wholesome. Like they always found the bad guy. This Russian music is good. <laughs> no, it's just random Russian music. I feel like I'm in the the, the bad guy was probably Russian a ton of times. Uh, it probably, oh, it's Vladimir. He's the boot store owner. No, it was always like it was always like Mr. Jenkins, the guy that owns the candy store. Yep. He'd be like, I would have made it if it was for those meddling kids. <laughs> <laughs> He's not like I'm gonna kill you, you bastards. It's like I would have made it too if it wasn't for those meddling kids. Dag <laughs> Dagnabbit. Uh What about Fraggle Rock? Fraggle Rock was I was a little like a little older for Fraggle Rock. Okay. So I didn't really watch Fraggle right. Rock. Hmm. I did watch. You can't do that on television oh, on Nickelodeon. God. And then they had Sigmund the Sea Monster. Wow. And the Great really? Space Coaster. All right. Double Dare with uh, uh, Mark Summers. Oh yeah, double dare. Right, yeah. So I thought you were gonna double dare me something. No. I'm like, do I gotta take my so pants you get off? Asked, what do I gotta do? You get asked a question. Mm-hmm. Do you dare? Okay, so I dare you. Do you double dare or do you take the physical challenge? Me? Yeah. I would double dare you. And then I gotta take the physical challenge. Like what? if you got an opportunity, would you take the physical challenge or would you try? Would I try what? You answer the question. Depends what the question was. I mean, even if you know the answer, would you take the physical challenge? It seems like that's all I wanted to do. Like as a kid, like, why would you want to just answer a question when you can go do fun and games and like get slimed? Yeah, stuff. Yeah, that. Shit was I guess fun. that's the point I'm trying to make. I would like, definitely. Wouldn't that, that be the most fun in the world? Is just to do the physical challenge? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That or like in the point. end, isn't it, was it the end? Yeah, the end where they had to do the obstacle course, mm-hmm. and at the end like of the obstacle course, there was like that mouth, and they had to like. Find I the va- flag. I vaguely remember. Oh my god! I vaguely remember. Yeah. So it was. A, but, so they had to ask questions, and they kick it back and forth, and you can dare or you double dare, and then they would have to take the physical challenge, and it was basically they would have some little competition between the two teams. I triple dog dare you, and it usually got messy. You got slimed in some way or another. It makes sense that it would get messy. It was fun, huh? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. I think it's time for my pick. It is time for your pick. You ready? Of course I am. You ready for this? I am. Blanton's <gasps> is my pick. Blanton's. Yep. And what's interesting. You mean that bourbon that everybody thinks is like the premier bourbon? Yeah. Drink? We'll get into it. Okay. So, it's a cool bottle. It's a grenade. It has a little topper, a little oh, pewter topper. Oh, grenade. I like what you think. <laughs> <laughs> Like a pineapple grenade. A pineapple grenade. With horsey on top. Yep. Horsey runway. Horse meat will feed village for a long time. So everybody wants it because it's very collectible. It's a cool looking bottle. It stands out on your shelf. Uh, I'm sure it won some awards here and there. I think it was like best bourbon at some point. Best horse cork. Probably best <laughs> horse cork around these parts. Um, I will not find horse meat like you were in Russia. But I think... Most people that don't really understand bourbon, and as we're learning, mm-hmm. uh, they don't know why they want Blanton's, other than it's cool and they heard the name. Yeah, somebody told them get Blanton's. So everywhere you go, people just looking for Blanton's. Like I, it must be awful to work in a liquor store. Do you, how many? Like I, I ask her, I joke around every once in a while. Like how many times you get asked uh, for Blanton's today? They're like oh, three times today. Like mm-hmm. people call, they just ask for Blanton's and they hang up. Yeah, the allocation. probably what they're doing for Weller right now. The allocation hunters. 
It's what well, I don't even think they're allocation hunters. I they just don't, think they, they don't even know what they're. They working. don't even know. Like okay. I, the case in point, it was like last year. I was just at a random liquor store when I was traveling, and there was these two young guys, and they were just like listing of the bourbons that they want because they were looking on the shelf. They're like, man, I wish I could get a Blantons. That'd be so awesome. Like I could die tomorrow if I had a bottle of Blantons. Like, mm, no. and it's like you don't even know why you want it, other than you just heard the name and it looks cool. Yeah, I think mostly because it looks cool, and then you heard the name. And you can ask him. You can ask him. So why? What have, have you ever had a Weller Twelve Year? A what? Have you ever had an Old Carter? A what? How about an Old Fitzgerald? Yeah. Eight. Have you Old Fitzgerald Nineteen? Have you ever tried that? What exactly? Yeah. Have it was no like, idea what you're asking for. It was like for. Uh, Pappy and Blanton's. Yeah. And I I think Weller's kind of up there now. Well, some of, of those, those like the Weller Twelve Year, the, the CYPB. Is uh, I haven't opened mine yet, but it's. Supposed I think to be. that's going a little more in depth than most whiskey drinkers. You're so right. That's I true. think just people that that know that. So okay. So now I'm going to tell you why it's so exciting. And so Blanton's um, was made by Elmer T. Lee. Elmer T. Lee. Yeah. So he has his own straight bourbon whiskey. Yes, he does. Uh, he worked. He was a head distiller at George T. Stagg Distillery before mm-hmm. it was Buffalo Trace. Buffalo, Buffalo Trace. Um, and Buffalo Trace bought it for like $75,000, right? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I did not know that. The, when we went to the E.H. Taylor thing, they said. Oh, he said that? Buffalo Tate. No, or no, Colonel Taylor bought the distillery from Elmer T. Lee for $75,000. Wow. And it became Buffalo Trace at that point. He named it that because it was on the Buffalo Trace in Kentucky where the Buffalo paved I feel like it, the woods I feel like it's reversed. I think your math's a little off. Oh my god! Because we're talking about uh, so Lee, uh, he was president, or uh, so Colonel Albert B. Taylor, Colonel. I said that wrong. So you just screwed me up, Colonel Albert B. Blanton. So Colonel Blanton, not Colonel Taylor. Colonel Taylor was like a hundred years prior. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Blanton was in <clears throat> 30s, 40s, and 50s, up until I think 52, um, he was the president. Okay. So then it was taken over by Elmer T. Lee. Oh, so okay. Elmer T. Lee wanted to honor his predecessor, Colonel Blanton, by making a uh, a new bourbon named after him. Okay. So what uh, they did back then is when they had like dignitaries, ambassadors, friends and family, mm-hmm. they wanted to give them a special like bourbon. They would take the single barrels uh, from like a certain location in the warehouse. So usually like the center that that were like probably the most consistent and the best flavored ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they would also on that particular distillery, they would take it from warehouse H okay. in, in Buffalo Trace, well now Buffalo Trace. The reason why H is different from the other ones is it was the only one that wasn't brick. So it was actually uh, a metal building. Oh, or so lined the, in metal. The walls were metal or something like that. So the liquid in and out of the oak barrels was probably different because the heat and humidity probably was held different by that. I think building. it was more consistent. That makes... <clears throat> so that was like their cream of the crop. <clears throat> really? It was cream of the K- Kentucky. That's kind of so cool. So they would like, you know... So Colonel Blanton and Elmer T. Lee's time, so late... 1800s, early 1900s, mm-hmm. um, up until like the 1950s, like that's what that's what they did. So fast forward, 1980s, I think it was 1984, and then he uh, 
Elmer T. Lee retired in 85. Mm -hmm. So he produced the first Blanton's single barrel. So nope. it was the, the first single barrel ever bottled and sold. So they did single barrels before that. They just didn't sell it. It was like private. They would hand them out to special people. Yep. That's kind of neat. So it's not exciting and important now because it was the first. Because the first doesn't mean anything. You can be right. the first to anything and suck, right? Yeah. What makes it so good today is it's the most consistent. Because it's still out of that warehouse H. It's still like that metal-lined warehouse. And it's the inner stock and so it's always consistent so you see a lot of like reviews on it and they'll take a bottle from like 10 years prior and they'll drink them together and it's them. like the same really As so consistency to, throughout the decades is, yeah. is very important so That's when you get a blanton's you're getting a blanton's through and through it's going to mm -hmm. be the same taste every single time just like the big brands like wild turkey mm -hmm. if you crack a bottle of wild turkey it's going to be a wild turkey it could taste like turkey every time because it's 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 not single barrel it's blended, it's tasted, it's, you know, it's produced to be the same and be consistent. They have to be, right? Yeah. It's like if you get a Jack Daniels, it's going to be this Jack Daniels regardless. If you're going to give a different bottle of bourbon every time you open up a barrel, you're going to have a Jefferson's Ocean. Yep. <laughs> exactly. you don't know what you're getting. Exactly. But and that's their shtick. You don't know what you're getting. And the point, I was, we were talking about it earlier, uh, Old For Forester, one of my favorite single barrels. I think it may be my favorite single barrel because it's hot. Uh, but every time you get it, it's something different. See, so it's favorite, kind of a surprise. My favorite single barrel is the E.H. Taylor single barrel. Okay. Just be, I don't know what it is. And that's, combination and that's consistent too. Yeah. Uh, but like Old Forester's all over the place. Yeah. So you can get some, some that are like, oh, that's pretty good. And some that are just friggin' amazing. Yeah, it's a surprise. Some people don't like that because they're like, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to get. I'm yeah, going to spend $80 what I'm drinking, exactly. on a bottle. And I'm just like, no, it's exciting because I've had, I've had like five or six of them. Yeah. And they're all different. Yeah, I'll bring something different to the you know it's still the same the same thing. So. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 you know it's the old Forester line, but it's like hmm, it's going to be different within a spectrum. Yep, within a within a profile. Yep. That's so cool. uh, typically age six to eight years. It's ninety three proof. Oh, it even smells. Uh, just you know, just like the it sounds very similar to the uh, seventeen ninety two. Both owned by Sazerac, different distilleries though. But just on the nose, you know, I'm getting pine nuts. I'm getting deliciousness. I'm getting pine nuts on the nose. You know what I get? What do you get? I haven't gotten this here. Bubble gum. All day. Really? Yeah, bubble gum. Maybe some... What? Uh, Sorry. You son of a... <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I just found the button. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot wow. I had that on there. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I've never... Yeah, it's bubble gum all day. See, I'm getting some like honey, pine nuts sweetness. and a little bit of vanilla. Maybe some citrus in there. Yeah, definitely a different smell. Yeah, yeah, it's different than the, than the seventeen ninety two. Should we give it a shot? Yeah. Cheers. Okay, going in down the hatch, Steve. Ooh, Steve's thinking. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is so good, man. What happened to my voice? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to take a sip of this. This stuff is hot and delicious. Ooh, that's good. Oh, you like that? Oh, yeah, I'm getting it too. You like some plants for your mouth? Oh, yeah, some plants for my mouth. Why don't you put your plant in my mouth? 
So I got that honey. A little bit of brown sugar. But I'm getting some uh, some like oak and some leather in there that I wasn't smelling. Little oak, yeah. Kind of, you know, it reminds me of like a, a summer thunderstorm, that ozone smell in the air. Yeah, okay. like I'm getting a little bit of that. Not on the nose too, but taste I'm getting, I'm getting like pine nuts or like like a little pinoli cookies yeah, at Christmas time. Okay. Like the almond in them. Yeah, a little bit of almond. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, reminds me of an almond cookie. Like almost like a vanilla, but I'm still from that smell of that bubble gum. I'm almost getting that that sweetness from there. Yeah, it's good. that's an interesting profile for me. Very interesting. I like it. I, I don't really have Blantons a lot. I mean, we had it before, you know. We, but I, I, I'm not a big like. Oh, I'm going to go for the Blantons. So here's the thing. But I like it. I tend to shy away from things that get like overly hyped, mm-hmm. and that's across the board. Like Dave Matthews can't stand him just because everyone's obsessed with him. I don't Blantons, mind some kind of his music, <clears throat> but I wouldn't go to his concert because I don't want to deal with all the idiots yeah and that's kind of why i shy away from it so like everyone's hyped up about blantons i don't actively go out and get it no but i mean if if i have a bottle which i do i might open it up and share it and say hey let's like as i did it would still be one of the bottles that i would only open up and share with someone who appreciates bourbon so i brought blantons to share with you because i know you'd appreciate it Mm -hmm. and you a very rare, hard to get bottle, and you opened up a uh, 1792 small batch. Very, you know, not, what very not hard to get bottle. <laughs> you know, <what>? very cheap, <laughs> easy to get. You know what? I, you wow. know what? I uh, who's the not asshole? to knock not to knock you too hard, but I I got to make this analogy because <laughs> you played the little prices right thing earlier. Mm-hmm. I picture. Uh, us being up on like uh, where we have to guess the price of something, and I'm the guy that was like a thousand dollars, Bob, and you're I, the next one I'd after me. Thousand and one. Or, no, you're the guy that was like one dollar, Bob. <laughs> you brought the thousand dollar one. I brought the dollar one, and and the price is nine hundred ninety nine dollars. <laughs> I got that for a dollar, Bob. Exactly. You That's, know what? Bourbon's not about price. It's I about know. Taste. I know that. I know that. I just I had to throw that zinger in there. Uh, I Gotta appreciate throw the it. Zinger. I, I had to, right? Gotta throw the I zinger. mean, I would expect you to do the same. No, I definitely would. Uh, I mean, I, when we were talking about I was talking about bourbon that was popular in the 80s. There's yeah. a lot of other bottles I have here. I'd, I'd be happy to open and share. It's oh, just yeah, that I know that. They don't go with the podcast. It's interesting because we... Bust like, my balls, motherfucker. We went through a bunch of them, and it was it was surprising how many were new. They're newer, newer than releases. the 80s, yeah. So. You're like, oh, that's been around for a while. Like, oh, that actually, they started making that in like 2003 or right. something like that, uh, which is wild. This is good. I like yeah. his plans. Oh, we're going on like 58 minutes. Guess what? I mean, it was your game show. I have, I have sucked more. Sucked up all our time. I have more. Okay, let's keep it moving. Some of my favorite comedians from well, the 80s. We're going to continue to enjoy the Blantons while you enjoy Dave's um, things. My five favorite. Your words. My five favorite comedians. He's got a lot more words for you. I don't have any more words. Buckle in, folks. I have my five favorite comedians from the 80s, and I'm going to play them for you right now. Let's hear it. Number Uh, one. Bill Cosby. Huh? Bill Cosby. Do you have children? How old? They're grown now. But how many did you have? Two. Okay. That that qualifies. Because a person with one child, I don't call them really a parent. Because there are too many things left out. For instance, (laughs) if something's broken in the house... You have one child, you know who did it. That's true. 
see, you don't have to go through. I, I, I. <laughs> you know the child did it. This is great. Also, people with one child do not have to go through. Will you stop touching me? <laughs> this is, this is, I'm not touching you. I mean, if you got one child and the child's doing that, then you got to take it away. You know? <laughs> That's true. Uh, yes, that was one of them. Wow, that Can was you a... think of who else would be in my top five comedians? Richard Pryor? Hmm? Richard Pryor? Is that the guy? Richard Pryor was one of them, but not in this five, top five list. Okay. Um, who else would you think? You know me. Who do you think else I would have in my top five? You got Bill Cosby. You got one down. Who might you think might be also in my top five? 80s. Mm-hmm. 80s. Oh, oh, uh, George Carlin. George Carlin's funny, but oh, I didn't have him on. as my oh, really? top five. Oh, really? You're like, you know me, and I was like, George Carlin, no. Well, he's funny, but I wouldn't listen to him a lot. All right, Gallagher. No, Gallagher wasn't funny. He was he was like smashing watermelons and shit. That and that's a, not funny? No, not really. I'm thinking comedians. All Idiot. right. Here's another one of the top five I had for my comedians. Right? Yeah, go ahead. Is it uh, these guys singing the song? You want to stop world hunger? Stop sending them food. You want to send them something? Sam you want to Kinnison. help? Send them U-Hauls. Send them U-Hauls, some luggage, and send them a guy out there that goes, "Hey, you know, we've been driving out here every day with your food for like the last uh, I don't know, 34 <laughs> years, and we were driving out here a day across the desert, and it occurred to us there wouldn't be world hunger if you people would live where the food is." <laughs> That's a good point. That's a very good point. Sam Kinison on, on my top five list. I don't think I. He I was like I, I said. This is eighties. You were born. I in don't the 80s, think so. I. Then I was just realizing this. Like I've never heard of him, but I like him. He was on the Rodney Dangerfield Young Comedian oh, Special. Yeah. One place okay. he was discovered. So right. that's my Ro- second favorite. Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield was funny, but a lot. He discovered a lot of these guys that I'm listening yeah. to. So he was the boss. He was great, but Sam Kinison was was number two. I uh, have three more of the top. 80s comedians that I really enjoyed. Red Fox. He was funny, but I don't think about him when I think about the 80s. Here's another person I think of in the 80s. Okay. And if you want a linguistic adventure, oh, go drinking yeah. with a Scotsman. Robin Williams. Because you can't fucking understand them before. <laughs> hey, I you land didn't even Scotland think of him. And they're going, Dude, okay, man, if you like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> His accents are so good. Sure. Oh, fuck, sure, Sure. Oh, sure, you dumb fucking bastard. You realize that, eh? And you realize how drunk they get. They could wear a skirt and not care. <laughs> All right. You got two more, Steve. Number four. All right. My top five favorite '80s comedians. I, wait, wait. I think I, um, I just, I just thought of them. You did, and then he just disappeared. Okay. I'll give you a hint. They're both from the same. I was thinking like Saturday Night Live guys. Ethnic background. Um. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. So. Steve's oh. thinking. Okay, you might not remember this, but this was from a routine that was in the mid-80s, so you were very young. 
but it was Eddie Murphy and his delirious. Oh tour. yeah, okay. And he was talking about. I was like Jamie Fox. No, I was like, no, no he wasn't this in is the good. 80s. But this was one of the funny. I was about getting there. His delirious tour. This was, I think, I don't know, 84, 85, but it was one of the funniest parts of his tour. And here it is. Then my aunt Bunny would fall down the steps. Ever have a heavy set aunt fall down the steps? <laughs> Make a whole lot of fucking noise. <laughs> it's scary too, cause they be calling Jesus on the way down. And aunts don't like to fall straight down the steps like a kid. They be trying to break the fall and hold it and stop yep. the shit. This and is that good. just make the fall take a half hour then. Real loud, yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> Lord Jesus Christ, help me, Lord, please, Jesus, please. <laughs> Jesus, God, help me, Lord. Jesus, help me. I'm falling down the steps. Oh, Lord. It's like Jesus the longest Christ, fall please. ever. It is. It's great. Are you dead yet? Nope. My shoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Jesus, God, help me. <laughs> this is the best. I'm halfway down now. Help me, Lord. Jesus. <laughs> Lillian. What is all that fucking noise? <laughs> <laughs> Still falling. Lillian, the bitch is falling down the steps again. <laughs> That's so great. Oh, anyway, my last. And you know what you I was thinking know, of? You and I watched this guy over and over and over, and we watched his entire special and everything else and all of his skits. Yeah. And we know our absolute favorite one that the two of us have watched and peed our pants every time we watch it. Well, before you said all that. I was. Just, I just want to let you know what I was thinking. What were you thinking, Andrew Dice Clay? No, I like Andrew Dice Clay, but that's not what it's I was hysterical. thinking. Uh, was Chappelle still around? Yeah. Was did he start in the eighties? Yes, he did start in the eighties. Oh, I thought he was like an early night. Oh and, wow! And this he did in the eighties. You ready? Yep. Uh, excuse me. Not sure we're in the right place. We're looking for Clayton Bigsby. <laughs> Look no further, fella. You found. Clayton Bigsby. He did this in the 80s? The author? Yeah. What, you don't think I can write them books? Just because I'm blind don't mean I'm dumb. <laughs> How could this have happened? <laughs> A black white supremacist. That's so wrong. It's so what funny. What would you say is the overall message of your books? Sir, my message is simple. Niggers, Jews, oh. homosexuals, <laughs> Mexicans, <laughs> Arabs, and all kinds of different chanks stink. <laughs> And I hate it. First of all, they're lazy, good-for-nothing tricksters, crack-smoking swindlers, swindlers, big butt-having, wide-nosed, breathing all the white man's air. What if I were to tell you that white you are an African-American? Sir, listen, I'm going to make this clear. I'm in no way, shape, or form involved in any negative. You understand? Yes, sir, but... Uh, but, but nothing. But now, if you'll excuse me. I have a book signing to go to. Why don't you bring your media cameras over there if you want to see some real truth? <laughs> anyway, that was one of the funniest skits. I think that Dave Chappelle did that skit. It like it it broke barriers when he did that skit because I, I cannot, he was. I cannot personally condone or support any of his uh, humor. What? I can't. <laughs> listen, the fuck are you talking about? You at, laugh just as, as you hard were, as I do. As that. you were saying. That's what made Dave Chappelle great. He poked fun at everything. To understand comedy. I heard, I think he said this recently. I think it was him. Mm -hmm. Just because you're saying something doesn't mean you believe it. Exactly. You're taking things out of context 
you're taking um you know generalizations and you're just poking holes in it and making fun of it and you know taking people's insecurities and attacking them with humor and yeah. i think that's what makes it so funny is because it makes people so uncomfortable Thank that's you why he's so good white power yeah exactly <laughs> like i've seen him live multiple times mm-hmm. it's, it's unreal what was the latest special where he basically called out like you said you know comedy's comedy this is funny it's not that i think it's randy ricky gervais did the same thing it is not yeah. his latest but his last uh stand-up he said I don't do these things because I personally, yeah, I per, I I, do, I I poke fun. I find the humor it's and the levity funny in it's what's un, going on because it's offensive. Yeah, and like after he did all that, like he did a lot of race, like and that was his Chappelle show. It was all racial oriented, but he poked and, fun that stereotypes. And then he, then he like a, attacked like the LGBTQ community, but he didn't. Like, he didn't. He, he he poked fun at the stereotypes. Well, he because he, he poke, knew. He knew he'd be attacked, and that's why he did that. But the thing he's is, you like, said he attacked it. He didn't, because that's well, how they attacked, played it. He attacked he it. Yeah, I'm sorry. He he attacked He pointed like, the out idea. the hypocrisy yeah. in the movement. Yeah. And that's what's funny. It's not the movement. It's not people who are gay or lesbian. No, it's the hypocrisy in the movement that he that he makes that he pokes fun at. And that's what's the funny it's part. Like, listen, you just have we to all appreciate have, it for what it is. We have similarities. <laughs> we have differences. So let's yeah. just laugh at it all. Exactly. Like, let's just <clears throat> take it with a grain of salt. Pardon and, me. Yeah. And... Like I said, I've seen him live multiple times. I've I've seen a lot of comedy live. That's it's one of my favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie Izzard, fantastic. I mean, not eighty. Well, actually, he started in the eighties. He's one of the top eighties guys. Really? Do you know who he is? No. Uh, I don't know if he. I think he's trans right now, but he was a transparent. Uh, yeah. Okay. He was uh, the way he described it is like he was a a man. Liked women, but liked to uh, climb trees and put on makeup. So he liked to dress like a woman, and so he acted as a male. And but like Ooh. when he did his uh, his standups, it was like oh, he was like wearing a suit and like high heels and lim- makeup. The lesbian trapping a man's body, and it was just like it, like his his take on it and his just like openness to it to explain it mm-hmm. and just like he's like yeah, it is what it is, and just he was very smart. So he would do his uh, show in like six different languages too. Oh, that's cool. And so he would use a lot of like the different uh, language as as, like part of his his jokes. And he was like very intelligent humor. So some a lot of people don't get his humor. Like Norm Macdonald. Yeah. So he would use like a lot of history and stuff like that. He's like, you wouldn't understand. That's cool. Enough. That's cool. So very. I'll I'll play some stuff later. So he was one of the big '80s. Started in the '80s. Like if you look up at the top '80s actor uh, comedians, he's in there. Hmm. Idiots are. What about all the, the hallmark sounds and, and taglines and stuff from the 80s? You know what I mean? All the stuff that was there. Where's I, the beef? I, I know we're getting to the end, but I compiled a few of them. Okay. Tell me if you remember where they're from. You ready? Yep. Here we go. From the These are all from the 80s. Yes. Where's the beef? I don't think there's anybody back there. I, uh, what, what was you that from? You just said it. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? Was that, was it, I didn't hear what she said in the Where's morning. the beef? Oh, I didn't hear that. I don't think they're taking back there. Oh, I just, I, yeah, okay. Sarah Peller. Sure. That was her name. Okay. And cool. she was also legally deaf. Right, so they couldn't tell her. So they had to pinch her to tell her to say it. And then the, uh, they had the outtakes. Were you the, like there or something? No, no. But I watched, I remember watching the outtakes and the way he pitched, she's like, whoa, watch it there. Cause they pitched it. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so they had to pinch her to say, where's the beef? Cause she couldn't hear. They couldn't just hire yeah. someone else. No. A bit they didn't more look convenient. like her. Fuck you. Here we go. How about this? Bueller. Bueller. You know what that's from? Bueller's Day Out. Thank you, fine, Steve. Yeah. You're making like this is easy. Just wait. 
Well, that one I knew. Okay. That doesn't mean it's easy. Uh, was the the court um, with uh, what's her name? California raisins, very good. <laughs> was that the beginning of California raisins? Yeah. Oh, I was picturing Heard it through a, the grapevine. But I was. It was, the, it was the California raisins commercial. Yeah. Oh, I, you know what? I was. It was a TV show with the. Uh, You're thinking. They're thinking uh, L.A. Law. That's the different. Was that? The, yeah, uh, it's not the same thing. Okay. No. All right, moving <laughs> it's on. Okay. Oh no 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 no! The uh, the alien things where they close encounters. Yeah, great movie. Oh, great, scary. Really? Yeah, awesome movie. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. Yeah, I was young. Steven Spielberg. That was scary. Oh, that's right. yeah. I could be that was scary. scary. All right, here we go. It was like an action scene. Ah, it's the familiar. Open, it was an opening theme to a late night Friday night drama that was on every Friday. Familiar, but no This clue. was on, and then Knott's Landing was on right after it. I wasn't Dallas. Allowed, I wasn't allowed to say. Oh, Dallas. Dallas. Okay. And I All remember right. I used to go to okay. bed at 10 o'clock on Fridays when I was young, but I loved the Cowboys when I was a little kid, so my mom would let me stay up because the beginning of this That's show, because you... Uh, yeah, I was oh, oh, the beginning of the show. <laughs> I love the Cowboys. They would do a flyover of Dallas Cowboy Stadium, and I wanted to the see cowgirls? it before I went to bed. As we like to, uh, no, us, just us Giants fans no, like no, to call no, it? Cowgirls? Okay. Cowgirls? Okay. Yeah, move ready? on. Moving on. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper, too? I would love to be a pepper, too. What's commercial? I don't know, but I love it. Hey, Can you play me? more? Can you play more of that? Be a pepper, drink, Dr. Pepper. Oh, doc- that was a Dr. Pepper? Yes! I was, I I'm a it. pepper, you're a pepper, he's a pepper, she's a pepper. Wouldn't I don't you remember like to that. be a pepper, too? That That's in, awesome. Because it was in the 80s and you were like three. Okay. Okay. Here I was allowed to watch that. <laughs> that was Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, exactly. Yeah. Okay, good. You recognize his was laugh. Was he that duck? Like Howard the Duck? No, I don't know if he was, but <laughs> his laugh was iconic. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Make my day. Come on, Steve. Oh, that was uh <laughs> That was that uh, Clint Eastwood. That was uh uh what's his name there? Uh, the, uh him, him. Yeah, the guy with the with the He had the uh Clint Eastwood, Dirty yeah. Harry. Yeah, Dirty Harry. It's a forty four Magnum. A powerful <laughs> handgun known to man. Yeah, see I knew that. Okay. Cool. And the masters of the universe. He, they said it, he man. Absolutely, yeah. he well, I missed the where's the beef one. She, That's okay. Okay. Oh yeah! No, oh, the macho man yes, Randy, Randy Savage. Savage. Order yeah. yeah, snapping to a slim jim. He was great. I love Randy uh, Savage. I still do. I'm a huge wrestling fan. Oh yeah, Randy Savage was Holy great. Hell. The love and the Ultimate Warrior. All those guys. <sighs> okay. he, Ultimate Warrior was my all time favorite. We all know this. Absolutely. With all the rainbow colored <sighs> things. Okay, here we go. Moving on. Mr. Gorbachev. Tear down this wall. And all we need is a uh, Hasselhoff singing. Mm. Hero. I don't have that. Uh, That's okay. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah, pity the fool. A-team. Mr. T. Mr. T. A-team. That's right. Here we go. <laughs> Twix commercial. Twix. And then it was in a movie. What movie? About... What movie? <laughs> You don't know this? I, uh, you personally have to let me whack you in the back of the nutsack if you don't know what movie this is from. I, I know what movie this is from. What's I just can't from? think of it. The group that made, said it was called Yellow, and it was called Oh Yeah, but what movie was it from? I, I, like, I can picture the scene. Mm-hmm. 
and there's blank space in between. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Is that Very what it? Good. Okay, yes. that was it. Okay, okay. all right. Well, okay, I just cool. couldn't. I couldn't get to That's it. That's okay. Well, you, I know I needed more it. time. I know you knew it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's Pee Wee. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman. You I love it. it. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's one of my all-time favorites. Oh, <laughs> man. There's, that just made my day. Pee-wee goes Freaking to hell. love. <laughs> Anyways, here we go. My on Broadway. My what? My what is my on Broadway? My posse's on Broadway. Oh, I thought he said my muff is on Broadway. Sir Mix-a-Lot. Sure. From the album Swass. It wasn't my thing. Whatever, man. I, was I don't listen to that rap crap. I was not rap garbage. Goonies. You knew it, Goonies. <laughs> you almost choked on your whiskey. I got plans in my nose. I got plans in my nose. Here you go. What you talking about, Willis? Oh, what you talking about, Willis? It's uh, a little, yeah, a little guy. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> the little guy. Little, uh... Arnold. Arnold Palmer? Actually, it's Gary Coleman's the actor. Yeah. Arnold. What was the name of the show? Different Strokes. Yeah. Different Strokes yeah. for you and me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mario or who, Mario who doesn't know yeah Mario bro. okay that was a- come on that's a cartoon Da-da-da-da. not a cartoon Da-da-da-da. the Wonder Woman Batman yeah there okay. you go All okay right. <laughs> With Adam, I just needed more. Adam, needed more. With Adam, that was in yeah. the Adam West days oh. when they wore like the tight little Man, jumpsuits. Those were, they look stupid. And I loved like the sayings and like all the memes that yeah. they came Holy out with. Holy fiddlesticks, those. Batman. And yeah. they would have like a bam crash. Whatever. Yeah. Those are the best. Yeah. Okay. Whammo. Next. Clap on. Clap off. The who clapper. Did, who didn't have one of those? I never had one. I wanted one. I and you're a peasant. <sighs> okay. Grew up in a trailer home. I must have. I've heard that a thousand times. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, that's gonna. <laughs> All right, don't tell me. We'll come back to that. Okay. Is it Final Fantasy? Bob Barker. And the, the price, price is, is right. right. What was the other one? Play it again. Nope, I can't. Was that Metroid? Nope. I'm not gonna tell you what it is. I'm gonna make you think about it. I'm gonna wake up in the middle of the night and like, oh, I know what it is. <laughs> I mean, I. Played it a bajillion times, so mm-hmm. me too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, that's, that's fine. Whether you know or not, we're like what hour and twenty. No shit. It's it's kind of time for it's us to very go. time. Should we uh, make our exit? We shall exit. That was fun. Should put our jean jacket. And I feel on. like it was very up yeah, with all the pins on it, the rock rock and roll pins yep. and stuff on it. I Pass, thought that I have, was. I actually have a uh, members only jacket with a David. Hasselhoff pin on there. <gasps> Dude, you're freaking awesome. I really do. You are nostalgia walking yeah, on your some feet. some white Reeboks. Oh, my God. The white Reeboks. Acid wash with, jeans. With the Velcro strap on them, the high <laughs> tops. See, they don't make those anymore. No, they don't. Not like that. I remember wearing it. And you, roll, you peg your jeans and roll them up. Your Z Cavaricis. Yeah. Should I take us out with something upbeat? Sure. Something that screams 80s and just makes you happy and want to ah! move, move around. I want to be happy. I want to dance. Well, you got it. Let's do it. Ooh, I like this. Yeah. Katrina in the Waves. So, hey, uh, they can all find us on the face pages and the... TikToks. Uh, TikToks. The... Uh, the Grams. The Grams. 
Email, forget it. Nobody emails. Grinder. Grinder. <laughs> Tinder, Grinder, Joiner, whatever they call them, whatever the new ones are. I don't know. But Bumble. <laughs> anyway, whatever. All of the above. Whiskey Guys Live at whatever.com. So yep. uh, that was fun. We'll do something next week. 90s. All right. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, peace, love, and anal grace. Love you, mean it, bye. Chewing that fucking G.I. Joe's. Oh, sorry.